Welcome back to the Bloom Line. It's your host and content creator, Michelle And we are back for another episode, you guys. Uh, thank you for your patience. I know it's been a while since I've actually released an episode. It's just been a lot going on. Um, I am a lot busier than I was uh, when I started this podcast. And I don't have as much free time. I'm not just traveling around and just hanging out and I'm actually trying to uh, be in school and finish my licensing program while working and trying to build a business at the same time. So it's a, it's a lot going on. And uh, for those who have recently been on my Instagram, and if you are not following the Instagram, make sure you follow the Instagram, the Bloom Line on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. But last week, um, I went on my stories and I told people a brief interaction that I had with a gentleman the night before um, that assaulted me. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Today, I actually cried about it today because I spoke to a lawyer um, to find out what my options were. And I guess I've kind of been holding it in since uh, that night, uh, which it happened on Thursday of last week, which I think was like September 26th or 27th, one of them. Um, but just a little backstory on just this whole situation. I do not take these types of things lightly, point blank, period. And... I don't know. It's just so many different things I want to talk to you guys about in regards to this interaction um, from so many different perspectives. But I will try not to make this a hour long episode. I know you guys have things going on as well. And I value and respect the time that you guys take out of your days to listen to my episodes. I, I greatly appreciate it. So... I met this guy in Salt Lake City, Utah, about maybe two months ago now. Um, I went to a dinner party I was invited to, and it was mainly, um, you know, mostly people that were there were of Haitian descent, Um, and so it was a small little community of people, and it was fun. The food was good. Um, the host was very nice. I, I I like her and her husband. Her son is super cute. And um, yeah, I was there mingling, eating, and as I was leaving, this gentleman was getting in his car. He kind of like stopped me, and and we started having a conversation. And um, by the end of that conversation, he was like, "Oh man, like." I really got to take you out now because I guess we had a really great conversation, which we did. Um, And he asked me for my number and I said, okay, gave him my phone number. And uh, we text each other that day like, oh, great meeting you. Let's stay in touch, things like that. And that was it. 
fast forward a month and a half goes by i haven't i haven't seen him in public um we haven't talked on the phone we haven't texted anything so the weekend that i happened to go visit my brother and his wife and kids i um dropped my phone for the last time and like the screen was like completely messed up like i can hear things coming through but it was like done so i was like on my brother's instagram like posting and stuff like that so um and it's a shame because I kind of knew where some of the buttons were for me to be able to just do things even though I could barely see the screen which that says a lot about me I'd be on my phone way too much but anywho um so apparently that weekend uh ends and on Tuesday I get a new phone from the insurance and uh, I upload my little cloud, which, oh my God, took me hours to figure out because I couldn't log out of the other one because it's not like the the phone itself was messed up. It's just like the screen. I couldn't see the screen to be able to back up the phone and to be able to like, you know, unlink it or whatever needed to be done. I just had a really hard time just getting my phone information over um, to the new phone. So anyways, needless to say, I got it done. And I saw that this gentleman texted me at in the afternoon. And then later that day, a few hours later, he texted me question marks. And then later that day, he texted me again. And then a phone call came through. He didn't leave a voicemail. And then I get on GroupMe. And then I see messages from him on GroupMe. I don't even know how he found me on GroupMe or whatever. Um, so in his messages, he, he messaged me once and messaged me a second time and messaged me a third time. And the third message was, um, what did he say? He was like, is there a reason why you're ignoring my text messages? Question mark, question mark. And I was like, what the heck? I'm like, wait a minute. First of all, I haven't heard from you in over a month. What's like, what's really going on? So, I took a little bit to respond because at that point I was kind of like irritated. I was like, what? But anyways, I responded to him and told him that I didn't have an obligation to respond to his text messages or to answer his phone calls. And secondly, my phone was just messed up. And so that was that. He liked it and he wrote back hours later saying, I understand. So... I don't know if it was a day or two later, he messaged me and was like, I really want to talk to you about something, so on and so forth. Um, And I was like, well, you can just text me or email me. It might be a lot faster for me to get back to you because, you know, I work two jobs. And he was like, oh, um, no, I'm old school. I'd rather talk to you over the phone. And I was like, well... I'm like in between leaving one job, going to another job. If you want to call me, he was like, oh, no, I want your undivided attention. It's something I really want to talk to you about. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So then I tell him, "Okay, you can call me on this day. I don't work in the evening on this day. And so he called me on that day. And then he was like, oh, you know, thank you for your time. You can tell I'm busy, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. The conversation was really short. And he was like, I'm going to get straight to the point because, you know, you seem like a woman who's really direct, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. He was like, I would like to take you out on a date. 
you know, I'm not a, with the drama and things like that or, or, or whatnot. And I was like, well, okay. Um, I'm not really interested in dating anyone at this present time. Um, so I don't know if that would necessarily be a good idea. Uh, and he was like, well, you know, I still want to like get to know you, um, talk to you about some things that I need help with or whatnot. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll get my schedules together and I'll, I'll circle back on this day. So on that day, um, he messaged me and I still hadn't figured out what I was going to do yet. Um, as far as my time, because I'm very, um, strategic about how I spend my time because I have goals and things that I have going on and um I don't know if I want to put something off just to go on a meetup with some guy and I know that he's romantically interested in me and I am not um you know I never get I, I never miss out an opportunity to get to know somebody and um, to maybe network or whatever the case may be. So, um, got back to him and I told him like, Hey, this is my first available day. And he just liked it. And I didn't hear from him. So that following week I had a meeting with my client and, um, I'm there at his house and, um, they happen to be roommates, by the way, lucky me. And, we're having a business meeting and he comes and he tries to ask him about a phone, which I was like, yeah. He he was like, can I ask this person a, a question? I was like, go ahead. No problem. So I'm just there on the computer, on the iPhone, just doing whatever. And he actually wanted to see the iPhone that I was using. And that's when the whole interaction started. Um, he felt like I was being rude because I basically pointed out that he was interrupting a business meeting um, just to see an iPhone and they lived together and he could see it at any time. And then he went to saying, well, you must really don't like me. And I was like, what? Like, I don't know you not to like you, first of all. And I said, secondly, I don't care enough to know you not to like you. Like, I don't know you. And mind you, you guys... This is literally the, I would say the third interaction that I've had with this man over a span of two months. I don't even know his last name. I don't know where he works. Birthday, nothing. I don't know any of these details about him. So the con- conversation continues and um, he begins to get really hostile because I'm objecting to him inserting himself into a meeting and he just really wanted to prove a point that he was present and that he was involved or like whatever the situation I don't honestly I don't know what his objective was in what he was doing it just didn't make any sense and he just started getting really hostile it was just like you know concluding the meeting and was like oh well this is my house and you can pack up your crap and get the f out like you know he just started cursing and um wanting to end the meeting and um so I asked my client did he want to address him directly so that I didn't appear to be rude and he was like well you are being rude at this point I feel disrespected you need to leave pack up your pretty little laptop and 
and you know you can just get out this is my house like I have the right to say that blah 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 whatever whatever and at this point I'm just ignoring him because I'm like what is wrong with this dude so the other owner of the home is like bro chill we're having a meeting I pay her to be here I'm paying her for her services like we're in the middle of a business meeting like I I need you to calm down and he was like, no, as my friend, you're not, you're not defending me. I want her to leave, blah, 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 that I was on my high horse, that the devil was possessing him or whatever he was saying. And I was just like, wow, well, is there anything else that you want to discuss before we like wrap up this meeting? And he was like, and that was me talking to my client. He was like, that's it. You know, that's it, Michelle. It's over, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Pack up your pretty little laptop. And like, you know, he was cursing and being really aggressive and so I was packing up my stuff and I was leaving and I was like dude you really got I am man like tattooed on your chest right now and I was like okay I'm about to leave so then I pack up my stuff and I'm getting ready to say bye to my client and and he's like no I'm gonna walk you out and I said okay so he's in front of me and I'm walking out I have my book bag on my left shoulder and I have my phone in my right hand and I'm walking out the door and here comes the gentleman and he's waiting at the door just has the door open like just looking at me and he was like pissed he looks so upset and so I go to walk out the door and I don't even put my foot on the pavement like stepping down from the home like you know the door whatever that step is I don't know what the the proper term is to use next thing I know my peripheral I see the door coming really fast towards me and so I take my right arm and I brace like myself for clearly this door that's about to hit me so he hit me with the door and shoved the door closed and I fell on my client. And if he wasn't there, I think I would have fell in the bushes that was in front of the door. And so I looked at the the door being closed. And then I looked at my client and I was like, oh, so that's what we're doing? I said, okay, hold this. And so at that point, I just like, I'm not going to say I snapped, but I was just like, oh, hell no. Nah. He got me. Oh, no. Like... I don't really curse often and I don't curse a lot and I I don't get upset often or enraged or like want to hurt somebody or anything like that. But that I was just like he as he was closing the door, he was cussing. He was like, get the F out of my house, stupid. Like, you know, whatever. I don't even remember what he said. But at that point I go in the house and he's not even in the living room anymore. So I'm like Oh, hell no. Now we got a problem. Like, you know, it didn't, it included a lot more crosswords, you guys. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, I was hot. I was really upset. So I was telling him, no, come back downstairs. Now we have an effing problem because you wanted me to leave your house. But now I'm not going anywhere. You're going to have to drag me out this MF. Like, uh, no, now we got a problem. And then my client is like, oh, my gosh. Like, he runs upstairs, and he's like, what the F, man? What the F was that? Why would you do that? And mind you, <laughs> there are two other people who are living in the house. 
one woman is sitting at the table and she is so unbothered. Another one comes out and he's like, did he really hit you at the door? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, why would he do that? And they just seem really unbothered, which bothered the hell out of me. It made me feel like, wow, they're used to this. This is normal for them. This is the day-to-day, like, you know, debauchery they have going on in their household or, like, the behavior that they're just used to from him. I'm talking about so unbothered. Neither one of them asked me if I was okay. So I was like, okay. I asked her to call the police, and she didn't. I said, no problem. I take out my phone. It was on my book bag somewhere. I don't know where my client put it. And I was looking for it, and I see it, and I grab it, and I pull up his contact to get his address, and I call 911. So during our interaction, before I was exiting the home, he even threatened to call the police on me. So since we wanted to call the police, I called the police. Next thing you know, my client is like, no, Michelle, don't call the police. And then when the gentleman realized that I actually called the police and I was talking to, like, you know, an um, operator, he runs downstairs and he's in my face like, Michelle, please don't call the police. Like, let's talk about this. And I'm like, hell no, nigga. Like, F you. We don't got s-h-i-t to talk about right now like you don't met the right one like no so during this time mutual friends were telling me that he was obsessed with dating a black girl he normally dates caucasian women and he was obsessed dating a black girl and i guess i was that black girl and so i was like You wanted to date a black girl? You wanted to know what it was like to date a black girl? Here you go. You done messed up and found one that's educated, that got the coins, and that got the time to make sure that I protect myself, that I defend myself. Because, yeah, this is unacceptable. So then he tries to grab his keys and leave. And I'm just like, sir? It appears that he's trying to leave. I'm going to go outside and I'm going to give you his plate and his license. I mean, a description of the actual car. And so then I go outside. Now he's on the phone talking about, I feel like my life is in danger. I'm going to call the police too. I'm like, do what you got to do, brother. Do what you got to do. So I go back inside and I'm waiting and I was like, oh, he got the oh, he got the wrong one. And in that moment, I almost felt so upset with God because I was like, oh, my gosh, why did you let me grow to this level of consciousness to where I know that this is not worth my time and my future as far as messing up that house for anyone who knows me? Like from my early 20s, let me tell you something, that house would have been messed up. His car would have been messed up. Like, it would have been a totally different situation. But I have such a bright future. And I honestly, after thinking about that whole situation that night, I was like, wow. I really, like, had a reminder that there are men who ain't out there. Like, for real, for real. I was like, wow. To see something escalate from asking to see a phone to it 
ended up you hitting a woman with a door because of what? Client goes outside, comes back in and says, well, he says if the police get here, that he's going to sell the house. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, what do you want me to do about that? I'm not going to act like what he just did was okay. No, not happening. I'm not on my clock. I wouldn't allow that type of behavior towards anyone, let alone someone doing that to me. Like, no, it's not happening. I don't know what to tell you. So the girl who lives there goes outside and she comes back inside and she says, well, he did that because he felt like he wasn't getting the attention that he wanted um, and that he felt like he deserved. And she told him that he couldn't do that and like, you know, whatever. So apparently this is normal for this gentleman to act in this way when he doesn't get the attention that he felt like he needed or deserved. And to do something like this to someone that you do not know. I mean, I what if we had sex or he paid a bill or this man knew where I lived or like what in the world would have happened if I was actually in a relationship with him? God forbid he just he like his previous girlfriends have not experienced something. I have no idea, but it just seems very disturbing that because he didn't get the attention that he wanted from who he wanted it from, that he was willing to inflict pain on this person. And that person this time just happens to be me. So my client was asking me what to do. And I told him, I can't, I don't know what to tell you. That's really not something that I can do. You're stuck in between two people and I could understand that, but that's as far as I go with this situation. So, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. So as the time goes by, the police officers come, and I had to ask several times for them to document it. I mean, there are a lot of loopholes now that I have seek legal, you know, representation that even the officers themselves did not follow through on. And so, long story short, that's what happened. You know, um, he felt like he was justified in hitting me with the door. And from what I understand, he used his college degree. The adjective that he chose was he firmly closed the door, which is an understatement. That is definitely not what happened. It happened on Thursday. Today is now Monday. And my right forearm is still sore and hurt from the impact of the door that he quote-unquote firmly closed, which is a lie, which is false. So with that being said, I am not going to let this go. Um, It's not that I'm like feared for my life, but I am definitely highly alert on just, you know, being more aware of just my surroundings and what a person is capable of doing. And the reason why I'm so hypersensitive to this and particularly, I have several reasons. I mean, but I grew up in a house where my uncle used to live with us and he used to beat my aunt black and blue. And she was very um, on the dark 
uh, spectrum of, of being a brown woman. I have seen my cousin put a 357 in his girlfriend's mouth on I-95. I have picked up friends from their supposedly boyfriend's house at 4 o'clock in the morning, bruised, beaten, blood. I have listened with these ears for many, many years of women who have experienced domestic violence, who have cried on my shoulder, who have seek counsel um, on how to exit a situation several times. Um, you know, it's it's not okay that people feel that they control the pain that other people feel, especially physical pain, based on what is happening in their minds. I don't know, but it is never okay. And... My second boyfriend in 2000, I would say nine or 2010-ish, he used to stalk me. He would know where I was, what I was wearing, and who I was with. And he would call just to see if I would tell him the truth. And it, it got really scary. That's where my anxiety really started with, like, dating and relationships and um, just period with friends, romantic or platonic relationships. If you meet my family or you make it to, like, I'm introducing you to certain people, you've crossed, like, you know, I've vetted you, basically. I probably have done a background check on you or, like, because I just don't bring anyone around my family anymore. And it was because of that situation. Like, even on social media, I post things after I leave. I never post things that where I'm alive and, oh, this is happening, like, right now. Unless I'm, like, on a plane or, you know, something where I feel like, well, it's kind of safe to post it because, you know, you, you're not, you're like, you literally can't come and get me in the middle of a flight. Or um, at least there's security or it's a heavily populated place where I'm going to be arriving or something like that. But even still, I tag places and I, I save things to my phone and then I upload things after I'm gone for like 20, 30 minutes. Um, because of my ex-boyfriend that was very, um, I would say, interested in where I was and what I was doing and who I was doing it with. And so I am hypersensitive to these types of scenarios because I've witnessed a lot. Um, I've experienced a lot. And I don't think anyone should have to uh, feel like their safety is in in jeopardy from someone that they don't even know. Like, I don't even know this man. Like I said, I don't know his last name. We had three interactions before that, and that was pretty much it. And... Um, so it concerns me. Yes, it does. And the fact that he felt justified in what he was doing is unacceptable. I won't stand for it. And, you know, I I had shared the story with some people and people's reactions to it seemed a little bothersome. Not for me, because I'm a person who I understand that sometimes people don't think about the things that they say when they say it it just sounds right it just sounds like something they should say or they try to comfort you and and really it doesn't 
you know, but I, I told my story and I'm telling you guys, like, no, he didn't punch me in my face or stab me or shoot me or drag me on the floor or whatever the case may be, but he still had the intent of hurting me with an object and it happened to be a door. I guess it should have been a chair, should have been a gun or a knife or his fist. Maybe that would have been more justifiable to some people hearing the story. Um, but no, it's not okay when someone comes and tells you, like, yo, someone I barely knew, like, assaulted me. He hit me with the door to the point where I almost fell if it wasn't somebody there. You know, you don't, the, the response is not, well, at least he didn't put you in the face. Like, is that what you're going to tell a young woman who comes to you or even your daughter or your niece or your mom or your sister or your best friend or someone who comes to you and say, yo, somebody really just violated me. Well, at least he didn't do this because, I mean, it's better than someone else's situation. You know what I'm saying? I've known women who who were stabbed and shot and and like whatever. I'm not telling my story to have anyone feel sorry for me. Or for anyone to uh, feel like I'm discrediting women experience who have inflicted, um, you know, a more severe physical impact when it comes to, you know, an assault. That's not what I'm doing. Um, And no one's situation should be compared to someone else to determine the level of, you know, seriousness that they are they have the right to take for themselves. And so another comment that was made was, you know, as a black woman calling the police on a black man, that's the only thing that they had an issue with. And I'm like, well, when does it qualify to call the police on another black man? Like, should I have been stabbed or shot? Or should he have blacked my eye, kidnapped me maybe, killed me maybe? which would have qualified me to be able to call the police on another black man. Like, yes, I am aware socially of what happened, what's happening to our black men. I am. However, that doesn't mean that we make excuses or um, have a little more leniency on the scenario when they're doing things that they should be held accountable for. They are doing something wrong. It doesn't matter if they're a black man. That was crazy but anyways it's just some people were saying that maybe I'm taking it too far wanting to do this and do that legally and seeing what my options were so I can decide what I want to do based on what happened to me and how I'm choosing to defend myself it was like maybe they're right that maybe I'm taking this too far well No, that's until it's their daughter. That's until it's someone that's close to them that they are personally affected by. Or that's until that person ends up shot or stabbed or, you know, dead somewhere. I think that it was too far when he wanted to hit me with a freaking door. Maybe that's something that he should have considered. Maybe I'm taking this too far. And it's like sometimes the things that we think are comforting or the things that we think are based on your perspective and what you would have done or done differently is that's you. 
that's not being present for that person. That's not being there for that person. And it's not comforting. I'll tell you that right now. No one wants to hear that when they're going through something. And, well, well, you know, at least he didn't rape you. At least you didn't do this. Well, you know, at least you're still able to wake up. Like, no, I didn't sleep that night. I locked my keys in my car. I was in another place. Now, now it's something I think about. Every time that I'm putting lotion on my body, my forearm, four days later, is still in pain. No one has to deal with that but me. I have to sit in my bed trying to listen to gospel music or trying to listen to some Zen stuff to get out of my head. Because what happened didn't make any sense. Like why somebody would do something that like that to someone that they don't even know. It's ridiculous how people view people's individual situations. Humanity is just missing from the world today. And it's a sad, sad reality. That even people within your own circle, within your own network of people, are so out of tune with who you are as an individual. Where they categorize or really just... I'm not going to say categorize, but they pull their responses based on a general experience. Like, you know, I don't even know how to word the goddamn thing. Like, I don't know how to word what I'm trying to say is that the responses are just really general. And they shouldn't be. And this is probably the reason why women don't come out and say things because even somebody else told me, what are you you worried about? Do you feel like he's going to come after you? Do you feel like this? Do you feel like that? You'll be okay. Like, it's not that serious. I'm pretty sure if it was their girlfriend who came and told them something like, oh, man, I don't know, you guys. I just knew by the end of Friday, I was definitely questioning the level of seriousness that I was going to put towards this because clearly he didn't punch me in my face. He's a black man. I should be looking out for our black kings. You know, I could be taking it too far. It wasn't that serious. And is it that serious because I grew up in a household? Or my uncle, I saw my uncle do that to my aunt. Is am I already conditioned to think that this is normal? Is that the reason why I'm in my mind justifying like, oh yeah, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I have seen worse. I have seen my friends beaten, drug, guns in their mouths. I have seen women who were sexually assaulted and. They didn't do anything about it. They thought it was, oh, he's just slapping my ass. I've seen a man grab a woman's front part in school. It was just normal. It's just what happens. I've heard stories of people being molested. I've heard stories. I've seen things. I've experienced things. And it's just like, 
well, you're right. Compared to all the other shit I've been through, you are absolutely right. This was nothing. Yeah, it was nothing. I'll share this one last story with you guys before I let you guys go. September 11, 2012. I lost one of my first cousins to domestic violence. Her name was Shireen. And during uh, my childhood, we hung out a lot. We were always at each other's houses. Uh, she's my actual real blood cousin. Um, <clears throat> that's my dad's brother, daughter. And she she died due to domestic violence. It was from her father's, her daughter's father. And there was this one time I felt so strongly in my heart that I should go see her. She lived in Jacksonville. And I would often go visit, who is now my sister-in-law in Tallahassee. And... You know, we went to go see her, both me and my sister-in-law at that time. We went to go see her. And um, that was the last time I saw her. We had a great time. I remember her smile. But one of the things I remember also was the conversations we would have about her trying to leave. The father of her child. He was very abusive. She tried several times to get away from him. And the one time she was successful in doing that, he still found her. So the next time I heard about my cousin or the next time I saw my cousin, it was in a casket. He found her. She was in the presence of a male friend and her daughter was there. And with a 12-gauge shotgun, he shot her in the chest. He shot the other gentleman in the shoulder. He lived, but she died. And her daughter witnessed that. So... I know it was many, many years ago. We're in 2019. She died in 2011. But those incidents still stick with me till today. So, yeah. It was nothing to get hit with a door from a man that I didn't even know. 
But if he was willing to do that to me, someone that he was not dating, in love with, that he was not sexually, you know, involved with, who he had nothing invested because I didn't give him the attention that he wanted. Yeah. It was nothing. But I want to encourage all the women out there who have been assaulted, who've been hurt, who've been a victim of of rape or was molested or a victim of domestic violence or where a person felt justified or entitled to inflict pain on you physically, emotionally, mentally. I stand with you. I'm sorry for all the stupid responses or comments people probably made when you were telling your story. Forgive them for they know not what they do. Um, that's it, you guys. I have nothing else to say. Um, until next time, be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. Peace.